0: Hello and welcome to the Rigore podcast, the show more dodgy than a VAR Serie a penalty. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, the man who's written more words about Calcio than it's had scandals. Uh, some people call me the Pontiff of the Ponte Vecchio and I'm joined by my cousin, the Prince of Piazza San Marco,
1: Marco Rinaldi. How are you doing this week, Marco? It's not been a great couple of weeks, as in a fu- in footballing terms, it has to be said. <laughs> I know. I feel. I feel almost, almost like kicking a man when he's down.
0: Come, <laughs> exactly. Coming to you with that introduction. I don't know. One of these weeks, it'll be a happy week though for a Venezia fan. But enough right. of let's park park the misery for now, and focus on. We always record on a Sunday night, and it's literally the final whistle has just gone seconds ago on the the derby ditalia now although we do take a sort of um, uh, disrespectful look at the top teams in serie a n- nonetheless this was a this was a big big game and i know it gives you a chance marco to talk about one of your favorite subjects the very high quality of refereeing in in, in serie a i mean the game ultimately was decided um, by the officials and the, the and and in the VAR booth, I mean, talk us through if you can um, the the sort of the comedy of errors, really that the, the that gave Inter the the only goal of the game.
1: Yeah, so um, your favourite Inter player Dumfries <laughs> had had the ball in the UV box on the right hand side, and there was some contact between. Him, I think it was Morata at first and then I can't remember who it was behind him but um, it it didn't look like a penalty when it happened live and on the replay it didn't look like a penalty. You did see some contact but it's one of these things is there a clear and obvious error there? Morata does step on his toe I think and then there is some contact with his ankle and as I described that, then people are saying, what am I moaning about? But, but you, you have to see it. And it, it just didn't look like a penalty to me it at is. all. But, all
0: contact doesn't make a penalty. I think no, that's, exactly. the, that's the key issue. You know? and, and you're right to sort of flag up the clear and obvious element of it as well, that you know that that these things should be... Uh, it's so inconsistent in that regard that, you know, some things seem to get called back and you go and have a look and some things don't, and this, you know, he, he stood on his toe, I mean, it was almost something that you'd be embarrassed to fall over for if it happened to you in, in public, and yet, there we go, one of Italy's biggest games has been decided by that, but, You've not finished the whole story, now have I you, Marco? Because the there's more to this, listeners. If you're if you're thinking that that would be enough controversy for a derby d'Italia, you'd you'd be wrong, of course. Because what happened next,
1: Marco? Well, uh, yeah, Chalinoglu steps up to take the penalty, hits a pretty crap penalty that Chesney saves quite easily, but it bounces back out. Chalinoglu follows up. There's a bit of a rammy, but the ball goes in the net, and he runs off celebrating, and then. The ref gives a foul to UV and replays clearly showed there wasn't a, certainly I couldn't see any sort of foul. It was a bit of a rammy, but certainly I didn't see would commit any sort of foul. But then, of course, it then goes back to VAR because Delict has encroached in the box. Not by much, I have to say, but it is the rule, I suppose. So you go back and he takes the penalty again and this time he scores it. It seemed like the classic
0: compromise decision, though, there. Yeah. Or the, the get-out-of-jail card, if you will. That I'm pretty sure if we watched back, uh, I mean, somebody's probably done this, but if you watched a compilation tape all the penalties taken in Serie A this season, how many didn't have somebody encroaching in the box would yeah. probably be pretty small. So you're right, though, to to my eyes anyway, there didn't look to be much of a foul. I mean, you could... There was possibly a sort of domino-toppling foul in that maybe Chilinoglu kicked someone who fell into someone who then knocked the ball into the net. But it certainly wasn't a clear. And that seemed no. almost like the referee was... Balancing things up to yeah, say, I, I, I've given a soft exactly penalty. I've yeah. given a soft penalty here. I'll give a soft free Everybody be happy. And it was only that that VAR intervened yet again from off stage to say, you know, yeah. hold the bus there, Irati, We can actually call this off for encroachment and let them have another crack at the penalty. And finally, at that, at that attempt, he he did he did convert it. Now. I mean, it's rare that I feel any sympathy for Uv, but I did think certainly early in the game. They, I mean, I, I, if I was a Uv fan, I'd be a bit gutted that they didn't play with this level of attacking intent and intensity yeah. for the rest of the season because they've played so many lacklustre games where they've been happy for to let teams much weaker teams than enter attack them and strike them on the break. This game, they actually went for it and they actually looked quite good. Um, And, you know, they had chances. The only thing I would say was the second half, um, Inter did defend very resolutely. They, they, They did get men behind the ball. They threw themselves on the line. I think it was a fair point to say it was kind of reminiscent of UV of old in in some ways that the you know the backs backs to the wall. So it it keeps you know, I think it maybe kills off UV's title hopes and it and it certainly puts Inters back on back on track. I mean did did you feel it was a a a performance of champions from Inter, would you say, Marco?
1: (sighs) Not really, but I mean, it's one of these games that I suppose that is the sort of game that you need to win if you're going to end up taking the title. But uh, yeah, we've obviously, on the earlier episodes of the podcast at the start, we were like inter the favourites and then they've gone right off the boil. But now I think they've got a relatively nice little run of games. So they could get themselves right back into it, um, especially if Milan... Were to slip up tomorrow, then they'd they'd feel they were really back into it at that point. Yeah, no, that's that's right. I mean, and
0: obviously Napoli got a good a good win mm-hmm. too at the weekend to keep themselves in contention. So we do have an exciting fight still. I, th- I thought it was I thought it was gutsy from Inter. I thought it was, and as I say, that you know the results certainly, you know, their performances of late have been a bit. A bit drab a bit a, a bit as I say, i've said a few times I think they've got their noses in front, and then they kind of didn't know what to do but but there they did show they did show character, they did show fight it wasn't always it wasn't always pretty. I thought Barella in the second half in particular mm-hmm. was was impressive. Wish he'd been that impressive where, for yeah, Italy, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish he, I wish he, but you know, that's a, that's one of these things. You know, sometimes club side performances and national team performances, it, it, it's hard to, you know, there's there's always there's always a balance. So it's it's absolutely game on for the game on for the Scudetto, but you know, a bit further afield from that, there's more, uh, more. Let's let's. You've been happy for at least. Six or seven minutes as we've not <laughs> talked about the relegation fight, but but let's let's get there and, and ask ourselves: Do any of these teams want to stay in Serie a that are at the at the bottom of the well, table? Marco, I, I,
1: this is the thing I keep um, I keep giving up, <laughs> but then no one else pulls away, so we still have a chance. I mean, I, if I can just briefly touch on Venezia's performance, I thought it was a a good performance from us. Much better than against Sampdoria. We were the better team against Spezia, but we can't score. And then, typically, we let in a goal in the 94th minute. Um, but, as you say, Cagliari are looking really bad at the moment. Um, and even Sampdoria lost again today. So, yeah, it, we still have a chance in this Race, which is nuts, really, because we've been pretty poor since Christmas. Um, I suppose my, I think Genoa, obviously we've talked about their run of their unbeaten run, mainly draws, but they seem to have solidified and it could be that they end up climbing out of the zone and it's, it's Calgary, us and Salernitana that are in trouble. But at the moment, you know, if you could string a couple of wins together, then suddenly you'd be you'd be right in with the chance of staying up. It's not easy though. How do we look
0: back at your results? And I think that's eleven games that you failed to find the net, in. it's not going to be easy to stay up if you can't score goals. No. I mean, that's a chronic. That's a chronic problem. Although I did think that. You know, if if Venezia don't stay up, I think at least Aramu should stay up and perhaps with another team, maybe (laughs) one that is close to my heart because I noticed the game... If you want to
1: give us like six million or something they were talking about, then I think that would be fine. Actually, before we move on from this, uh, there was a table in uh, the Gazeta, I think it was, this week, showing the amount of money spent by clubs and the relative league position. And, you know, in a way it demonstrated that money is everything because it largely matched what the league is. But, um, we, I think spent, have spent a total, I can't remember if it was a net total or something of like 2 million or something. So on that basis, is it any wonder that we're struggling to stay up in Serie A? I don't think it is. We finished fifth in Serie B last season. So it really was the miracle. And, it's just that the first half of the season gave us real hope that we we could do it but um yeah, it's been bad since Christmas, but as I say, so have, it, so, so have everyone else been. So there's always, there is always a chance, I suppose. Well, and we play Cali on the last day of the season. I was going to say, and you've still
0: got Fiorentina to play against. So yeah, that's, exactly. a, that's a three points in the bag for you, I should imagine, <laughs> since we like to, we like to do our bit to, to, to keep you afloat. But yeah, and that's going to be one. I mean, the same as the Scudetto battle, really, because these teams keep just tripping over one another mm-hmm. to say you know I'm awful, no I'm even more awful, um, yeah. then you know it, it does look like it's going to, it's going to keep ticking over because I would given Sampdoria the kind of free pass, I thought they'd done enough to, to keep mm-hmm. themselves up but that was bad and I mean losing 5-1 to
1: Udinese in Cagliari's case is pretty awful as well I, If I look at the the, you know, haven't seen, I've not seen the games in full, but I've watched the highlights of, of some of these games. And I think to me, Calgary look like they're in awful form, um, similar to ourselves, really. Um, but Salernitana actually look like they play decent football, but can't defend properly. Um, and Genoa to me look like a team that have developed a system. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of. And even Empoli, I think, are very lucky that they did so well in the first half of the season because they've been awful again well, since well, well, this this has been,
0: obviously, I watched a bit of that today with with Fiorentina managing to squeak by them. And I think it's been something like 13 games since they had a win. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a long streak, as you say. They were, you know, they were... Flying quite high, and and you know certainly there was thoughts that could this be a, a European season? Well, the mm. answers the answers obviously no, yeah. um, because they have just hit the hit the buffers, and that you bring us on to that the sort of the final chapter for us, if you will, the the kind of that that middish topish table. Element that we we've spoken of it before the sort of um, three into four or four into three won't go. There's there's four teams now. It looks pretty much battling it out for the last three European places the the um, whatever whatever Europa Conference and Eurovision mm-hmm. Song Contest places in the in in the league. And for for a long time it looked like you know it was probably going to be Atalanta plus. Two others, possibly the Roman sides or, or maybe Fiorentina still with a, with a squeak in there. But Atalanta's form seems to be ki- kind of, kind of struggling. And I, I wonder, you know, update who do you think is going to get those, those three places on, on, on recent performances? All, all close
1: games this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think I agree. Atalanta seem to have lost something. Um, I don't know exactly what it is but it just feels like th- they've kind of lost a bit of their belief that they that they had that did so well for them um and Roma aren't great but they they get results and Lazio are sort of, seem to blow hot and cold a bit but um on on current form, you'd have to say that Atalanta are probably the most likely to, to drop out of that group. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the run-ins are. I know that Fiorentina have got... Uh, Some tough games. Yeah, yeah, Fiorentina. Not, not just Venezia. Not
0: just Venezia, obviously. I've written that off as a no, (laughs) as a no pointer. But yeah, no, Fiorentina do have some, some, because as I say, it looks like the Scudetto might pass via, via Florence or, you know, playing Fiorentina, certainly. So, you know, it's going to be a, a tough run in for Fiorentina, but they did, they did, Scratch out a win today. I didn't. Other other things took me away from the, the the game, but when I did watch it and then watch the highlights, I felt uh, I did feel a degree of sympathy for Empoli because they they had a goal chalked off again via, yeah. VAR. Which yeah, you know how glaringly obvious the error was. I I, I don't know there was a. Probably a foul on on Terra in the build-up, yeah. so you know I could see that, and then a bit of a, a bit of a double whammy because they got a man sent off, and then Nico Gonzalez scored the the ish goal for him. Although I think he's been a good introduction to the to the Fiorentina side, and that kept them kind of ticking over, and 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 we finally know. Um, a, Chronicle that we've spoken of many times. We finally know when these games that were lost yeah. earlier in the season are going to be played. So, Fiorentina have one with with Udinese. That you know, that's that's not a bad game to have in your back pocket for for three points. So, although at the moment, you know, if the league stopped as we speak, it, it would be Atalanta, Roma, and Lazio that were in those positions. I, I, I think you know Fiorentina's form, especially in in Florence. Um, I don't think, I think it's maybe only Inter, I think, that have got home form, like uh, like mm-hmm. Fiorentina have got, you know, and they they do have uh, some of the players that have been a bit, you know, lacklustre so far this season, have hit a wee bit of form so, you know, they, I think they do have a chance of kind of um, sneaking up on the rails, and as you see, Atalanta, I, I think they've lost something I mean, they've lost Ilicic they've lost Zapata, they've lost a bit you know, they're attacking threat I think has been undermined definitely but also they've lost a bit of conviction I think they they were a team yeah. that especially in Bergamo you used to think oh you know this it was always a horrible place to go always a good atmosphere strong home support and yet they seem to have you know it, it, maybe we, we've we've mentioned it before that maybe Gasparini's magic is just running a wee bit running a wee bit dry but you know so it makes for an exciting finish so, I mean that's the the annoying thing uh, as we as we watch uh, we'll be watching this week the Champions League without Italian teams in it the annoying thing is that the, the domestic watching, the, the domestic product well yeah okay we'll be, we'll be <laughs> not watching very closely um, but you know to see where we can improve what is it that we are missing out on really is, yeah. the, is the thing that you know Seria has to look at because the the product there is quite exciting domestically. You know we've got a a better title fight than a lot of divisions. We've got that Europa battle, and we've got you know as you say the the battle of who could care less at the bottom of the table. So you know it, it, potentially there's something there that's a, that's a sellable product, and also that you know should be improving, but it. It just we hit a flat spot definitely in terms of in terms of European contention and it's it's interesting to see if these teams whoever it is that qualifies for the Champions League can sort of build build greater strength in their in their squad because you know we've got some decent teams that play some decent football but they just they're always found wanting and I, I suspect it goes back to what you were saying, Marco, about the the league table of monies there in venezia being yeah. at the bottom of it that in in world terms still italian football's at the it's at the bottom of the ladder and um and needs to it needs to battle back but we'll be back uh, we'll be back again to discuss that though in in future weeks and what what, what do you think Mark? what's what's what would your solution be to to build this area back
1: yeah i mean it's difficult isn't it i, I think um it definitely is to do with money; it makes the difference. Because while there are good, you know, there are world class players in Italian teams, there aren't as many as in other leagues. Ultimately, and that that's what makes the difference in in these tight games. But um, I think Serie has had a problem in selling itself. You know, it's the rights, and that's how you attract players. That's how you attract um, TV money and and all of that sort of stuff. And I think I just always get the impression that there's still far too many, and it's the same with the, the you know, what we were saying in our last depressing episode after <laughs> it really got knocked out. But you know, it's it's all these old men are too self interested and want to hold on to power for themselves, and they don't really care about the wider product, and that harms. It's stupid. It's a short sighted view because it harms their own interests ultimately. Um, and it is you know we've got all these foreign owners of clubs in Italy now, but actually I wonder whether if there was some foreign um, influence in the actual league, then that might make a big difference in terms of turning it into sellable product abroad. Because at the moment we just don't seem to know how to do that.
0: No, that's 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 true. I think some a set of eyes from the outside would would be a good thing because we do get. You know, it is. I noticed I'm saying on BT Sport tonight that this sort of obsession with polemica and not technica. And it's a true point. We just want to fight with one another. And there's nobody really taking a bigger view and saying, how do we, you know, how do we make our league better and how do we make all our sides better? And then, you know, the national team, but we've we've been miserable about the national team for for long enough. So we'll we'll leave that one. We'll part that one to one side. We beat Turkey, yeah, yeah, that's true. We did, we did. That's true. And, and, a new dawn. And, well, a new dawn. And then I told you Biragi was the man, and he got yeah. assists there plenty So yeah. you know, there's something to there's something to build on there for the future. A happy yeah. happy times are ahead. Happy times are ahead. But we'll be back anyway next week with another another round up from Syria to look at all the the highs and possibly lows when our teams are involved and uh, please as always if you like what you've heard um share it tell your friends tell people you don't like tell the man in the street that's asking you for money for a cup yep. of coffee anybody you can and, and tune in again in in a week's time yeah see you then